0: You're listening to the Calcullan Diary Podcasts, stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne and this is an episode from My Cars World, this time looking at the state of play in Ireland on electric cars. Electric cars in Ireland are slow. In sales, not in speed. Indeed, they generally accelerate more quickly than their traditionally powered equivalents. But through the last decade, the reality of consumer take-up for electric vehicles has never come within an exhaust pipe sniff of expectation. When I drove the Nissan Leaf at its international launch in December 2010, it had been previewed at a static event in Dublin during the previous summer. Nissan Ireland said then they expected to sell a 1,000 units in the first 18 months beginning in 2011. At the same event, then Minister for Communications, Energy and Natural Resources Eamon Ryan said that 10% of the Irish vehicle fleet of 2020 would be electric. That would be 240,000 electric passenger cars and vans on our roads today. The reality is... There are about 17,000 electric or plug-in hybrid vehicles currently registered here. In May 2017, the government set a policy target that all new cars and vans sold in Ireland in 2030 would have zero emissions. And in the 2019 climate plan came a target of almost 1 million electric vehicles on Irish roads by 2030 current policy is to have a ban on sales of fossil fuel vehicles in Ireland by the same year. Are any of those ambitions achievable? Almost certainly not. Governments are good at setting targets, but their track record of achieving them is not so good, likely a function of politics as a career being only as reliable as the next election. Businesses, on the other hand, have to take long-term and pragmatic views based on as much reality as possible to see down the road. Though, as the original Nissan Leaf experience shows, they don't always get it right either. Just now there are 14 car brands selling electric cars in Ireland, with some 20 models available. That itself is a big jump from even a few years ago, when electric vehicle pioneers Nissan and Renault had most of the, admittedly small, market to themselves. As of now, five of those brands have 64% of the electric vehicle passenger cars market in Ireland. Tesla's Model 3 is the top nameplate, with Nissan's Leaf, Hyundai's Kona, the Kia Nero, and Volkswagen's recently introduced ID3 following up. The Volkswagen made headlines last month as the biggest selling car in the month because it was the first batch of deliveries to customers, some of whom had orders in since last year. The other newly on sale newcomers to watch out for include the electric versions of Peugeot's 208 and its cousin Opel Corsa, the Honda e and BMW's Mini Electric. It's of some interest that the vast bulk of electric vehicle sales in Ireland are in the mass market space, with only Audi just into the top 10 with its e-tron SUV. But there are plenty of premium contenders, including the Tesla's upper-end cars, Porsche, Jaguar and Mercedes-Benz, and Volvo will be along soon too. All the same, the overall take-up of electric cars remains not just lower than political expectation, but also soft in terms of what ought to have been a bigger reality. Last year, just under 3,000 electric passenger cars were sold here. This year, it's a bit up in numbers at just over 3,600. That does represent a significant jump in market share, though, because the overall car market is down by some 25%. Still, this broken year alone, I have had First drives and review weeks in nine electric cars, as well as a plethora of plug in hybrids. As I write on this day, I'm in the ID3 and will also be getting my first experience with the new Honda E at lunchtime. Next week, I'll be getting into the upcoming Mazda MX 30, albeit a left hooker introduction pending the car's arrival here in 2021. So there is no shortage of electric choice in Ireland. Then Why the relatively slow acceptance? It used to be range anxiety, and that's not an issue anymore, with all the new car options offering a minimum range in excess of 300 kilometres. There is definitely a price consideration. Electric cars are, bluntly, more expensive to buy. That's a function of battery costs, and unlikely to come down. Still, looking at a couple of electric cars that also have comparable petrol and diesel powertrains, A solid case can be made for going with the battery model, at least as long as there are government incentives. Opel's Corsa E, for instance, it sells for €28,038 after grants, which is a good €10,000 more than for a basic petrol version but the turbo-automatic at 23,295 is closer in equipment and specification to the electric one, and the extra then is around 4,700 euros. Factor in that you can save over 1,300 euros a year in fuel costs by going electric, and your investment could be returned in less than four years, not counting all the time you save in not going to the service station for fuel a couple of times a week. You can make the same argument for the Volkswagen's ID3 and its petrol equivalent, the Golf. The ID is actually very competitively priced, so that if you go for a Golf with similar power and spec, you may only be paying under a couple of thousand euros more for the electric car. What all that suggests is a market potential for the private customer who generally buys into a middle to upper specification when punting out the euros on a car anyway. Government taxation policies are already slated to up the costs of petrol and diesel cars, which will then bring them more into line with EV equivalents. That may boost the sector a little faster than it has been going, but the government will have a scorpion sting in its electric tail. As soon as electric vehicles become mainstream, the current incentives will have to go to compensate for the loss of tax revenue on the fossil fuel cars. Bottom line, motoring is never going to get cheaper electric promise or no. What's much more likely is a decline in personal car ownership and usage as policy and public preference in a climate awareness age shifts us all towards public transport and our bicycles. But that's another story. I'm Brian Byrne. Thanks for listening.